You're listening to the Tweakwo Podcast. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that horror was the one thing that I and the MCU needed, I would have told you you were lying. But here we are. From the Vault 319 recording room, this is the Tweakwo Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host of the list. How the hell are you? Happy Thursday on this special edition of the Tweakable Podcast. Uh, it was a lot of things that was um, that I was going to get into on, to re- on the regular episode tomorrow, but I decided to break it up, talk about some of this stuff today and talk about uh, the rest of it tomorrow just to keep the episodes from being too long. Um, plus, something happened last Friday, something I saw that I really wanted to talk to. It's going to be the last thing that we talk about in today's episode. So let's skip the chit chat and get right into it. So first up, let's say rest in peace to Angela Lansbury, man from Broadway to playing Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. And of course, Murder, She Wrote. She was a fan favorite to every 80s and 90s kid. And anybody tell you different, they're lying. Uh, this is as big a blow to millennials as the death of Betty White was. Um, I remember watching Murder, She Wrote with my grandmother. I did love that show. Even as a kid, I thought it was a damn good show. Um, just honestly just thank mrs uh mrs lansbury for making all of our childhoods very uh memorable um she passed away on tuesday the 11th and she was 96 that's a lot of years that's a long good life and she gave us a lot of memories to go off of uh, it sucks just more people from my childhood going bye-bye and it, it hurts and that that one really hurts um no really easy way to transition from something like that to talking about so we're just gonna keep it moving um also last friday no i'm sorry this past monday even though i saw it on sunday this past monday the anime bleach finally returned and this is the first animated episode in 10 years um actually it's 10 years six months and 13 days to be exact yes i actually know what it was you can call me a nerd but we already know that um and it came back with a bang they spent a lot of money on this that you could tell it's obvious um it li- it's living up to the hype um the animation is really crisp is it looks like it's brand new but it's still very very familiar um i love how the characters they do seem like they've aged and that like time has actually passed for them as well as for us and it's kind of hard to do that without making the characters look different but they they did it um if you haven't watched it it's on hulu every monday uh wink wink you can find it on sunday if you look in other places if you know what i mean uh if you ain't watching it i suggest you watch it um when you search for it on hulu look under a thousand year blood war and actually spell out the word thousand don't put in the, the number uh yeah it's it that's the current season of it if you just search bleach you'll get all all the old episodes 
uh, that ended 10 years ago. Um, something else, uh, another return, uh, Dreamcatcher, which is my favorite K-pop group. Um, they released a new comeback follow-up mini album. It's titled Apocalypse Follow Us for Us Americans. Something like this is just a short album. It's an EP. Um, all the songs serve as like the first epilogue to their Apocalypse musical trio which began with their full-length album from earlier in the year earlier in the year called apocalypse save us if you've been on the instagram page you've seen me talk about them left and right like i said they are my uh, they are my favorite um so why am i mentioning them two reasons one because i told you all last year and i've been harping on this for about uh, two years to anybody who will listen k-pop is slowly creeping into the into the uh u.s mainstream just like reggaeton did back in the uh, mid to late 2000s and it soon enough it'll be urban radio and it'll be completely mainstream very soon mark my words if you think i'm kidding you just wait and just know that i'm the first one telling you um and uh, another reason their new single uh vision has helped the uh, album shoot up the top to the top of the itunes charts and i'm when i mean top i mean number one um it's number one on itunes and not only the u.s but like 14 or 15 other countries that makes them the first k-pop group ever ever to top uh the u.s charts twice and to do it in a single year now i'm telling you that's how good they are if you don't listen to them if you never heard them before i recommend you get acquainted with them they do a lot of dark um and not when i say dark i don't mean emo i mean like dark like brooding type of music they use a lot of rock and a lot of techno and it's all just fantastic music um outside of that that was all the news bits now let's talk about all the horror films that i've seen over the past few days because remember uh episode episode or so ago i talked about how horror just really isn't cutting the mustard anymore um a few things have changed my mind and one of them when i get to the end you're going to know why it's really changed my mind so the first one is called grim cutty it's on hulu it's a hulu original it's got a decent cast of youngsters with sarah wolfkind who plays asha and callan ferris who plays cameron their brother and sister um short synopsis asha and her brother cameron they have to save themselves and other youngsters from around their town from some malevolent evil force that is born out of their own anxiety and isolationism and with every online like it's like every online challenge that they don't get into or they don't get popular don't go viral for it kind of ups their you know their anxiety uh, about you know being popular and this that and the other and it sort of creates this evil this evil entity to manifest it's 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 very similar to say like slender man or pretty much everything you've ever seen on creepypasta if you've ever been on creepypasta maybe many of you probably haven't but you understand what i'm saying um the film itself is not very gory but it does have a bunch of suspenseful moments um as far as horror goes just pure horror it's not really that great but the performances by the young cast uh and alana tall um she's in it she plays um, a mom blogger um who's who's just as addicted to the internet as all the kids um i would say watch it and enjoy it for just the absurdity of it all like i said it's not a lot of horror not a lot of blood not a lot of gore but it's still i would say a decent watch if i was rating it i'd probably give it like a a, a good hard six but it's still decent enough for you to watch uh like i say it's on hulu it's a hulu original um it's not that hard to find it'll probably be right on the front page as soon as you open hulu um the other one that i saw that i was very 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 happy to watch was the new hellraiser um and like i said new it's not the 1990 1987 original and it's not any of those uh eight that followed it up that you know the ones that you can find in the walmart movie bed none of those um this is the 
the 2022 successor and it serves as much as a reboot as it does a continuation a lot of people will call it a reboot and some people will call it a continuation i think it does a good job of straddling that line between the between the two um it's very much like the original with the creator clive barker he is a consultant and a producer on this new iteration and david goyer who's penned a lot of things uh like comic book movies like blade and uh the bat the batman trilogy um a few years ago um he also helped to write the script so you gotta got a great talent pool to pull from to do this um it does continue the uh sadomasochistic vibe of the originals um and it but it also goes the extra step of expanding the original film uh with the addiction uh, with uh with addiction being the means of how they explore sacrifice and greed in terms of finding pleasure and pain in the world that they live in it's a really good dynamic um the cenobites they return the same as always but this time instead of the leader being um a male it is a female and just so in case you didn't know the actual character is called the the leader is actually called the priest it's not actually called pinhead pinhead was actually what the uh, fans of the original started calling it and it just caught on and so the people who make the films just labeled it as pinhead but the actual character is called the priest <laughs> so just in case you didn't know that um the story itself follows recovering addict riley played by uh, odessa azion who after narrowly escaping being marked by the same puzzle box from the original and being killed by the cenobites um she, now she must track down a means to find and rescue her brother matt whom who's already been claimed and killed by the cenobites um being led by like i said the priest slash pinhead who was played by jamie clayton um this is the first time in a long time for me personally that a film succeeds the original without being a full-on reboot it is just as good as the original in my opinion even though it does not have as much blood and gore in it even though this one really does have a bunch of it in it um everyone who's in the film they play their parts very well it doesn't lack in the blood and gore like i said there's plenty to go around it just doesn't have as much as like the first and second of, of the originals um it leaves room it does really does leave room for a sequel but it still completes the story and unto itself right with the current cast so i think that's really good but i i, I think maybe the original i mean um uh the, the center character in this one riley i think she may pop up in a, a sequel if they do a sequel and I, I also believe that another one of the main characters a guy in it um i think he may pop up in the sequel as well um hulu to me they have another franchise builder another hit right on their hands after prey uh from back in august um both of these both of these films prey and this one um uh, hellraiser i believe both of them can be made um into long-standing uh hits for them if they keep up the quality and that they pay attention to what the fans want out of them it's an easy rating of like an eight and a half out of ten for me i love it if you have not watched it and you're into blood and gore watch it it's on hulu uh it's watch it immediately just trust me on that one now the last thing we're going to talk about today is the main thing i wanted to talk about today and that's werewolf by night over on disney plus by marvel and it is in the mcu it is not separate from the mcu even though it is stacked up as a uh one-off special it's still in the mcu they've it's a lot of easter eggs in it i'm not going to go through a bunch of easter eggs today. i do have a couple but i'm not going to go through all of them because it is a lot um it is in the mcu um and kudos to marvel for pulling this rabbit out of their hat i'm <laughs> seriously they went to the whale pulled out and slightly obscure character because werewolf by night is an obscure character 
most Marvel fans don't even understand Werewolf by Night or where he where he fits into it. But they went to the well, made this one hour special, and it opens the door to a world of possibilities inside and outside of the MCU. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. Now, uh, Werewolf by Night debuted last Friday on the 7th. It stars Laura Donnelly. You may remember her from The Never. She was the main character. Great actress. I thought this was um, Kristen Ritter playing this when I when I first uh, saw this and read about it, but I didn't read into it enough, I guess, because Laura Donnelly looks so much like Kristen Ritter. Seriously, I saw this trailer four or five times and I, I, I was I swear it was Kristen Ritter, but it's not. It's Laura Donnelly. Um, she great actress. Uh, she plays Elsa Bloodstone. You have Gael Garcia Barnell. Uh, he plays Jack Russell. Yes, like the dog. And uh, you have Harriet Sampson Harris, who plays uh, Verusa Bloodstone, who is uh, Elsa Bloodstone's um uh, stepmother um, and among others it's a, it's a decent cast and some other people whose names uh, escape me at the moment but the story follows this group of hunters they show up at the bloodstone estate they've gathered to see who will now succeed the former leader of their hunter order ulysses bloodstone um, his estranged daughter elsa was warned by her stepmother not to come but she's shown up anyway to claim her birthright basically uh one of the hustle one of the hunters is of course jack russell he's a hunter but he has also been cursed to turn into a werewolf during a full moon obviously you could have got that from the title um and elsa has come to claim the bloodstone while she's there for that jack has come to save a friend the monster in the maze that they now all have to hunt which is man thing um now a few easter eggs that will lead me into the whole point of me wanting to talk about this now the opening uh the black and white filming of the show all the way up until the end before everything goes to color and uh the closing credits they're all the recreation of um of you know those those old school cbs specials where they say and now this special presentation all that's taken from that um the director giacano um, he very much loves that era of film and he loves 30s and 40s music and films and that litters this entire uh, this entire thing. So if you watching that and you're like, oh, I remember that from when I was a kid. Yes, that's what it was all pulled from. And I'm so glad he did it because it looks really great. Now that monster in the maze man thing that I was talking about before man thing is directly from the uh, directly from the comic, the makeup and the 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 build of it right it's none of it is cgi it's all practical this is literally a man in a suit playing man thing and i loved how it looked i have been clamoring for years years about how marvel and dc both need to cut back on the cgi go to more practical effects and if you watch this and you really look at it like man this is this is like it real it is real it's actually people in suits doing all these things and it looks fantastic practical effects beat out cgi every single time if you know how to shoot it that is just my honest opinion now um man thing he's not actually called man thing in the movie he's actually called by his name ted and in the comic uh man thing is a scientist uh, at first his name is ted salas he goes to try to recreate the same super soldier serum that uh steve rogers uh tries to do is everybody in marvel comics trying to redo that damn serum and I, I guess that's true they are um but when he's making it down in florida he's pursued by aim which is another half of which you know the other side of shield um they're trying to uh, get to him to get the uh get the serum and he takes off running he winds up crashing in this magical swamp of course the magical swamp would be down in florida right and uh why he crashes he takes the serum thinking it'll save his life from him drowning and it turn it turns him into man thing uh <laughs> that's just the, 
it's the same thing in the um in the comic book which is great they go directly from the comic book they don't change anything they don't talk about it that but like i said the look of it looks exactly the same in the comic so if you ever like google man thing before you watch this exactly what's on that page when you google it it's exactly what's in the show and i love the fact that they did that um and and all the stuff that's you know running around the location and uh inside the maze and all the weapons they use it's similar to like the game in the movie clue i love how they kind of threw that in there now um if you're probably thinking that me describing uh man thing does, does that sound familiar well yeah it does because swamp thing is basically the exact same thing um they're the same creatures their creations are their how they get created is basically the exact same thing but swamp thing is dc man thing is marvel uh man thing actually debuted a year earlier than swamp thing but both were created literally at the same time by former college roommates who were actually talking to each other about their creations and they ping-ponged ideas off each other uh jerry conway from marvel and uh lynn wayne for uh dc now it could have turned into a big legal mess and this is what i found interesting while, while looking this up and making sure under the hell i was talking about um there was an initial uh basically inquiry between the two companies that like to see who was going to sue who but nothing ever came of it because the characters themselves even though they were created at the same time by college roommates their origins are pretty much exactly well i'm not even gonna say pretty much exactly the same almost exactly the same the characters and their powers and their characterization and how they're used in the comic they diverge so far away from each other both sides just basically dropped it and went on with their you know went on their merry way i love the fact that both these characters exist i understand that they're almost exactly the same but but they're still very different characters at the same time so thank goodness that you know none of the legal nonsense came about it and we got both now um elsa bloodstone werewolf by night and man thing they all converge because they are all members of the midnight suns also a member of that group was blade and we're going to talk about that in a minute after i get through these last two things um when verusa is uh talking to the group of hunters telling them how everything's going to work for the contest at night elsa kind of interrupts her by dragging a chair across the floor making this loud noise it was the same way that jay drugged the table in the first men in black and why everybody was trying to take that little phony test i thought that was really funny and um there's a drawing in the hallway along on the wall that's depicting um the former leader of their group uh ulysses bloodstone fighting off monsters and one of the monsters if you really look at it on the wall he's being hit in the head with an axe by the way so you know what you want to look at that is very much i'm not even gonna say very much it's exactly it's gore the god butcher it's the exact it's the ex how he looks in the comics and i thought that was great that they uh, kind of um uh you know threw that little easter egg in there for gore the god butcher in this because gore the god butcher um it's such a great character in the comics and he does cross over with the midnight suns and other you know and these three characters at certain points in marvel comics so i thought it was nice and to throw that in there um this one show werewolf by night bodes well for the mcu um i know that this is rated pg-14 as a tv show special but it does lend to the idea that more things in the mcu need to be like this it needs to be a little bit more violent a little bit more adult have some more blood in it this has has a little bit of blood in it even has blood splatter on the camera at one point which i thought was really damn good um but it does lend to this idea that more things need to be uh, let's just say r-rated it needs to be more already programming going to disney and for the mcu and that's for two reasons um number one for financial reasons 
Now, I told you a handful of episodes ago, Marvel and, or not Marvel, I'm sorry, Disney is going toward a tiered system because they're going to start using commercials. Everybody's going to start having commercials on these streaming sites. I told you it was coming. If you didn't believe me, you didn't believe me then, you better believe me now. Um, but all these commercials are going to, you know, they're going to make people run away from the sites. So what Marvel, I mean, sorry, what Disney is going to have to do is to give an incentive for people to stay on the site. You can't just have family oriented stuff on these sites. It can't lean on Marvel and the family oriented stuff. You're going to have to have more adult content. Well, how do you do that? Well, you do it with R rated content. You can do it with more original programming that is more adult. Hulu has the correct idea. And I understand that Disney owns Hulu and you can keep them separated by that. But if that's the case, a lot of people are just going to ditch uh disney plus and just stick on hulu and then at one point you're gonna you're gonna just lose money so in order to make people want to stick to either side of it and keep both disney plus is going to need more r-rated things right and that's good if this show shows up and everybody likes it which every single critic i've seen and every single person i've seen watch it they love werewolf by night it's more adult it's slightly more grown up it has a little bit more violence that's more adult and that's fine if your kids don't watch it at least the adults can watch it when the kids aren't around and they can enjoy it so for so for financial reasons they definitely need to have more pg-14 or tv-14 i have which way to these uh doggone uh, uh ratings go because lord knows these ratings are very much um uh they, these ratings are very much annoying and they're hard to understand but they're definitely going to need more r-rated stuff um but the main thing the main thing for this is because of blade now blade is having problems right now it just lost its director and mahashala ali has been talking about hey what are we going to do with this thing well good news and bad news the bad news first is that blade the blade production has just been halted altogether why has it been halted well that's the good news because number one they're looking for a new director like i said the director has already walked away turns out he didn't walk away walk away because of the script or because of the writing or anything like that it was scheduling conflict he had already had a contract to do something else and it just and he found out that hey i can't do that and this i'm already contracted to do that first so i have to go do that first so they said hey go ahead do it we'll just find another director they parted amicably it was no beef uh so that was good it, it wasn't nothing bad it was him lose leaving for scheduling conflicts is the best that we could have hoped for um now him leaving and them searching for a new director that's good they're searching for a new director somebody who can take over somebody who will look at the script but also within that is that they're doing a almost complete script rewrite now that rewrite includes a new writer to the group that writer is mahashala ali himself he's he himself and a few others have said that they are sitting down with him to look at the script and the new director when they get a new director to add more action and to add more story to it and to punch the script up that's good because that seems like feige is getting things in order because i have said it before and i will keep saying it until i see this movie blade has to be good if they fuck blade up they will turn so many fans of marvel against them and they cannot do that it was blade that saved marvel in the first place and it's blade is the if blade had not saved marvel in the first place we would not have the mcu as we know it now period marvel would have sank altogether we need the blade movies to be good i've said that before and i'm saying that again so hopefully this blade film will also be rated r going forward it has to be rated r in order to tell of a, a story of a dampier which is a half vampire half human fighting vampires with a sword 
which is his main weapon, it has to be R. When you get to the Midnight Suns movie, which is in which is in pre-production, they're writing the script and searching for a director right now. They have been for the last year or so. They haven't announced anything because they don't have anything concrete. But it has been said that they are working on all the pre-production stuff now. When Midnight Suns come out, it's going to have to be R. If you're going to do something else with Elsa Bloodstone or Werewolf by Night, it's going to have to be R. You already have the new da- you already have the new Deadpool movie movie coming. It is going to be R. They've already announced that. If you do Moon Knight again, Moon Knight it was as close to R as you can possibly get it without it actually being rated R. But if you're going to do anything else, Moon Knight, I would suggest that you move it up to R and stick with how he is portrayed in the comic books properly. There are so many properties outside of uh, what they've done so far in the MCU, and there are other properties that they can get into that will need an R rating if you're going to do them properly. And they are going to need all of those, uh, those more adult programming in order to be on Disney Plus, in order to keep people on the site. Once you start having these these this tiered system with all these commercials in it or people are just going to walk away they're going to go to something with less commercials and more adult more adult themed uh stuff and it's not that hard just say hey if you're going to go no commercials that means you get the r rated and if you get the r rated and your kids watch it that's on you you're paying for it keep your kids from watching it or if not then you don't get the r rated stuff you can keep the kid friendly stuff and let just let the kids uh, flop around you know on the site and you go do something else but i guarantee you adults will pay for the r-rated stuff if that means hey i just have to keep my kids from watching this but i can watch this and i can enjoy it nerds like me understand that and that's what i would probably do i would probably pay pay extra for no commercial and r-rated content or you know slightly more adult and more violent content depending on what it's for just so i can have something to watch while my kids go off and watch mickey mouse clubhouse on their tv it's it's a win-win so marvel if you're out there if you're listening to me i know you hear me because a lot of the things i say you keep turning around and doing so i know somebody is getting the word across to you you need to do blade properly it needs to be an r you already got deadpool coming deadpool is an r it's going to have wolverine and deadpool cursing and swinging and slicing things up just do it properly that's all i'm asking that's all I got for the day. I will see you all tomorrow where we talk where we talk about um uh, what are we gonna talk about tomorrow? Oh yeah, we gotta talk about the finale to She-Hulk, which was oh my god, the finale to She-Hulk was bonkers. And equally as bonkers was the last episode of the House of Dragons. Oh my god, both of them. I did not expect to see what I saw in either one of these episodes, but let me tell you, I am thoroughly pleased with both. And one of my theories for She-Hulk came true. I won't tell you what that what that theory is right now. I will see you tomorrow, and then we will have uh, we will have a nice long conversation about it. But until then, for my producer Nikki Rev, I'm Jake Alexander, and we will end this episode the same way we always do. God bless. I love you, and peace. See you tomorrow. You're listening to the Tweakle Podcast.